1: Market insight and analysis. You're listening to the opening bell of CNBC Squawk on the Street. And here we are. I'm David Faber along with Jim Cramer. Carl Quintanilla has the morning off. This, of course, is Squawk on the Street. Welcome to all of our viewers this morning. As we get you ready for an open a half hour from now, it does appear the markets are going to continue this recent resurgence after last week's weakness uh, overall for the major averages, as we saw Uh, a surge in cases, uh, for example, uh, in other parts of the country that had not been as hard hit. Uh, Jim, I can go through a list of things this morning that perhaps would give investors pause in a different environment, whether it be Beijing uh, and uh, the recent closure of schools there as they uh, deal with uh, a surge in cases. It's only 137, but nonetheless, uh, flights also there. We're going to talk to Yunus Yunus a bit and get the update from Beijing. Layoffs uh, at the likes of AT&T or Hilton. Uh, Southwest Airlines uh, coming out with an 8K and giving us guidance that still speaks to the weakness of that business. And yet here we are uh, with uh, potentially another uh, rally in store a half hour from now. Well, David, all those...
0: Uh things you just mentioned were things that maybe we expected to happen. Uh, I'm looking at 25 pieces of research that I have sent to you in in synopsis. The vast majority of them are raising price targets. Why? Because the targets were slashed before we knew that the Federal Reserve was going to backstop all these companies. Uh, So the Federal Reserve is basically saying, if you're public and you want to issue debt, you're fine. Now, that does not mean that the smaller And medium-sized enterprises are going to get anything. They've been backed up by the Treasury as much as they can. But yes, David, I mean, that news is very negative and it's why we're still down from where we were a week ago. But at the same time, there are so many companies that were given up on uh, by analysts. And now you find that those who thought that American airlines were worth $1 or 2 or $4 are now trying to justify why they're worth $20. And I I go through... Stock after stock. And I find that the analysts got too negative. When you raise all these price targets, what happens is you get a momentum to it. We may think you and I may think that it shouldn't be that way, but that's what's happening underneath in this market.
1: Right. But we've also discussed at length and are sure to come back to it time and again, the divergence between the stock market uh, and what we call, I guess, the real economy, for lack of a better term, Jim. Uh, and that continues. I mean, again, I reference layoffs. You know, I think it was 3,400 we're talking about from AT&T, um, 3,400 technician and clerical jobs across the country over the next few weeks, uh, and I believe another uh, 1,300 retail jobs at the 250 at t Mobility and Cricket wireless stores. Hilton yesterday, I think it was 2,100 jobs. HSBC moving back to a plan that it originally had in place to cut 35,000 jobs over the medium term. That, according to Reuters, and that, by the way, is worldwide. Um, United sweetening its voluntary exit deal for flight attendants. I don't know, that real economy doesn't look so good. No, well, I don't know, David, everything. Uh, this is going to sound very
0: uh, Mark's hold your ears. Um, everything you just described is going to raise numbers. Uh, I think a lot of the companies are using the cover of the pandemic to actually take some actions that they would have liked to take before. Uh, the actions are very harsh for workers. Very good for shareholders. Uh, You can justify pretty much anything. And yet here we are. Why does SunTrust say they like Denny's? sequential improvement, okay, and Denny's being the restaurant chain, where you and I can get the Grand Slam, one of my absolute favorites. Why? Because the same store sales here are minus 40. They were minus 60 before. David, tell me how many people you really need to put to work if your same store sales are minus 40. Now, that's not going to produce a good number, obviously, but I had McDonald's on the other day. I mean, they're going to get through this, but the competitors to McDonald's, the smaller companies, company, the hamburger joints, the diners, uh, uh, David, I don't know how they're going to stay in business. A lot of them serve alcohol too, and that's where they make their money. But you're not even allowed to go into their places. And when you see, David, in Texas, when you go in, uh, did they think that they, did they think that they were immune? This thing is so easy to get that if you keep talking to me like this, David, I'm going to give it to you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that is not it's true. so easy. And to when get. I come. When I come to the studio, we'll make sure to still be 30 feet apart, unfortunately, I guess. If well, that's but, I mean, the if you have it, but I mean, good it is easy journal. to get it, inside. It, it's and, so easy it, to get. Yeah. I mean,
0: it, unless you it, gargle
1: it, with Clorox,
0: a joke, a joke.
1: And, and to your point, of course, we are talking about what uh, new uh, highs and new cases in Arizona, Florida, Oklahoma, Oregon and Texas all reported uh, record increases in new cases on Tuesday after all-time highs. Again, off very low levels, nothing approaching the likes of which we saw in the New York area. Thankfully, those are way, way down, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut. But, Jim, you did speak, as you mentioned, to the CEO of McDonald's yesterday on Mad Money, and let's take a listen to what he had to say in terms of the expectations of when
2: business really can get back to what it was. Until we have a vaccine... What we've seen in other markets, the consumer is still uh, going to be concerned about safety. They're going to be making kind of this uh, unconscious cost-benefit trade-off. Uh, we do need a vaccine. I think for, certainly our expectation, though, is that uh, a vaccine is probably uh, you know call it 12 to 18 months away. Finally, some 12 to 18 months, horses. until so you
1: really can imagine getting back to business as usual.
2: We
0: really have to emphasize that, David. We have to explain. There's a man, uh, he, he's telling you the truth. Without a vaccine, we're not going to go back to normal. So we've got Treasury Secretary Mnuchin doing what he can, and we've got Jay Powell doing what he can, but we have, the, we have COVID-19 doing what it can do. And unless we defeat this thing with a vaccine, there is going to be, what a brilliant comment that Chris made. He said that there's a, basically a cost benefit analysis to going out, and that's why I still favor the COVID, Kramer COVID index. Uh, when we had Campbell's on Mark Klaus the other day, he said, "You know what? We just saw the de- we just saw the numbers for the end of May. They're dramatically up. Why? Because the cost benefit analysis of going out is just crummy. It's not good." Uh, And, and, you know, people don't want to go out if they think they can get sick. The same reason why Costco's numbers are up, because you have to wear a mask if you go to Costco. People feel safer. And you you may not want a mask. I I don't like wearing my mask. I think I'm going to make another mask. I'm not kidding. I got a contest to make masks that are better. But, David, I need this in order to feel like I can go out to eat. And yet there's a funny thing about this when you go out to eat. There's nothing you can eat into. And the air conditioning is a problem. And they may want to deny it. But you talk to Wynn. You talk to Wynn, and Wynn will tell you that. Bring Johns Hopkins in to try to figure out how the droplets aren't blown from me to you in your secret, hidden location.
1: Uh, Right. No, it it, it is true. Eating indoors is still going to be an issue, even at 50 percent capacity, although it is happening at many places across the country. And soon... Even in the area that we're in, outdoor obviously dining is, how about David, uh, is a different matter.
0: How about when yeah. you talk to air, about airlines, and they always say, "Well, the airline, the air circulates; it's much better than the building." Absolutely true. But then they always say, "But if a person is sick next
1: to you, sorry, you know that's why." I mean, you yeah. can't have people next to you. Now, you, you can't. You know, if that you raise an interesting issue because in, in speaking, for example, to. Um, The bankers that I talked to during the course of the day, uh, you know, when are they going to be getting back on planes? It's one thing even to go back into the office, frankly, where a lot of the protocols are starting to be put in place. And by the way, most of Wall Street is not talking about coming back in force. Uh, Some are starting to come back into the buildings fairly soon. But really, you know, until September in some ways uh, seems to be at least where a lot of people's thoughts are. We've talked about elevator traffic and things of that nature in some of these, in some of the bigger buildings, certainly in New York and other metropolitan areas. But you're right. When are you going to start getting on an airplane again? Is another key question a lot of these executives are asking. And to that, I would also point out Southwest. We got that 8K out from from Southwest, Jim. As you know, uh, they're talking about based on modestly improved passenger demand and booking in July 2020. Operating revenues currently estimated to decrease year over year in the range of 65 to 70 percent. Unbelievable. Uh, they have published their flight schedule through January 4th of 2021. They currently estimate second quarter 2020 capacity to decrease in the range of 50 to 60 percent year over year. Uh, As Gary (laughs) Kelly told us, I forget what he say, 2022 or 23, it's going to be a while.
0: Yeah, my daughter's flying back. My daughter teaches English in Madrid uh, and uh, season over. And I want her to come home. David, all I can think of is what is that flight going to be like? Uh, How is she going to get from Madrid to here? Now I know she's going to self-quarantine for two weeks. But as a father... I worry about my daughter flying from Madrid to here. Why? Because right. what happens if someone is sick who's next to her? And you can't stop it. Yes, I have a wristband on. Uh, this does not entitle me to to uh, two margaritas, David. This no, is not but, like that. This says that my temperature. Right. But, right, but, right, but you know, th- it isn't temperature. David, yeah, the three days before the temperature, temperature is we when know. they nail you. I know.
1: But I got It isn't, And even then, it's. Even then, a lot of people are not having a temperature. That no. said, your daughter is in a in a in a demographic at which she's probably at very, very, very little risk, Jim. That is the risk, of course, place. really is that she would get it and bring it home to you. And that's so, why she's being you know, quarantined just make sure for two she's, weeks, right? And it's a real quarantine. So it's going to be fine.
0: You know, I, I just yeah. But what a world! It's going mean, to be fine. What a world! I, I look at New Zealand had two people, two people came in and it violated the quarantine. I, I, again, I, rep- I, I go to Texas and I say to them, "Guys, listen to me, gals, listen to me. The protest in front of the Alamo you did last week, not a great idea. I mean, I won protests, but could you do some distancing when you protest? Because you're going to get it? Well, you're going to get it. Yep. I don't want it.
1: That's said- going. That said, we are, uh, we are looking for a higher open as we watch uh, cases around the world. I uh, want to get to Eunice Yu now in Beijing, of course, who can, update, who can update us. We'll get that after the break from Eunice. Uh, update us on the situation in Beijing, Jim. For now, let's, uh, let's take a quick break. Of course, as I mentioned, we're about 20 minutes away from an, another up open on the morning. Jim gave you some of the reasons why. Of course, a lot of it is three letters. F-E-D. We're back after this. Well, as I mentioned, uh, as we uh, wrapped up our last block of programming, Beijing uh, taking steps to stem a potential resurgence in COVID-19 cases in that city. Let's get to Eunice Yu now who can bring us the latest on what is happening there on the ground. Good morning, Eunice.
4: Thanks so much, David. Well, so far, 137 people have been infected, but Beijing officials have warned that that cluster was detected in its infancy and that they expect the number of confirmed cases to rise. And that has sparked fears of a broader lockdown. Tens of thousands of people here in Beijing are coming to COVID testing centers like this one. The Chinese capital raises alert level after more cases linked to an outbreak at a wholesale food market were detected in nearby provinces. Authorities have mandated that anyone looking to travel out of the city must now get screened for the coronavirus first. All workers associated with the market and residents in the area are banned from leaving. Bus and ride-sharing services out of Beijing are suspended. Flights cut by about half. All schools are closed after reopening briefly. Today, city officials said students should prepare for the possibility that classes won't resume until next February. The biggest economic impact outside of the wholesale market has been on the salmon industry. The origin of the Beijing cluster is still unknown, but rumored to be because of imported salmon. Salmon has been pulled from store shelves, not only here in Beijing, but all over the country. Ports are now testing all shipments of meat. The government appears to be wary of shutting everything down again, most other food stalls and shops are open, the sellers are cautious. And it does appear that the authorities here want to keep businesses going. For example, roads and highways are still open. Uh, Companies as well as factories have not been told to halt work. And then uh, that said, there have been more announcements today by the city of bans of certain events that would be important for business. For example, ceremonies, press briefings, as well as sale exhibitions. Guys.
1: Eunice, thank you. Eunice Union in Beijing. Uh, Jim, of course, you know, it is the world's second largest economy. As Eunice just said, it, it is still open. We are reopening and not going to close again, as the Treasury Secretary made very clear last week as well. Impact? Are the wet markets still open? I think that that's what I'm concerned
0: yep. about. Have they really changed anything over in the PRC? They blame foreign salmon. How about the bat market? How's the bat market doing? Is that still open, Uh, mixing bats with uh, uh, foods that they shouldn't mix? I mean, our decision not to... To, uh, to close, I think, is a more sensible one, because if you are afraid to go out or if you're in an at-risk group, you can stay at home. You can choose to try to find—if uh, you. If you if everybody wore a mask, then they could go out, too. The aversion to wearing a mask is, again, I call it the live, free, or die contingent that doesn't really seem to understand. They're going for the latter and not the former.
1: True. Uh and yeah, you have uh, spared little criticism for China to a to large But what you know? Well, did Jim, you see? I was just named the president of Otis. It's going to be very tough for me.
0: There's a guy named Jim Kramer just became yeah. the president of Otis. I lo- I want to wish him the best of luck because he would sell a lot more elevators than I would with the PRC not really that thrilled with my view. But congratulations to no, Jim Kramer.
1: Uh, not the same one. Uh, let's. Uh, Let's take a quick break, Jim. Uh, on the other side, we'll get your mad dash. Of course, we'll count everybody down to the opening bell. we got 12 minutes before we get started here. We are backing off at least uh, some of the numbers we saw earlier, but still set up for what will be a significantly higher open.
3: You seek the key, but first, you must learn the ways of precision, craft, and performance with Acura's all-electric ZDX. With a premium Bang & Olufsen sound system up to a 313-mile range, and a Type S variant with an estimated 500 horsepower, the ZDX is their most powerful SUV yet. Unlock the energy when you visit Acura.com to order yours today. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt, or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help.
1: Welcome back to Squawk on Street, time for a mad dash. Oracle reported earnings this morning, Jim. Uh, How were they? Well, David, I'll tell you, there's an alternative universe universe that happens at Oracle. You listen
0: to the call, and it's Larry Ellison, one of the most successful business people on earth. Uh, Software Cat's one of my absolute favorite CEO. And it just sounds like everything is coming up, roses. that they're winning business. They're crushing Workday, and uh, they've got tremendous uh, potential to be number three in cloud after Amazon Web and uh, Azure. They'd ever mention uh, Google Cloud. Why Thomas Curry and it used to be at Oracle is now running Google Cloud. David, it's win, win, win. They've got the Zoom contract, but they missed the numbers, and they missed the numbers pretty substantially, mm-hmm. and they didn't. Give you any real hope that uh, that things were going to get better? They say it's COVID nineteen headwinds. But if you listen to the call, you would say I got to take this stock now. Eventually, I think what's going to happen is people will. Why? Because David, you know, back they bought back forty percent of the stock. They just stand there and buy it back. They bought back uh, three hundred sixty one million shares, a total of nineteen point two billion, in the last twelve months. So, you know, this thing is just a buyback machine. They've issued a lot of debt to buy back things. They bought back 107 million shares for 5.2 billion this quarter. So you sell are basically selling to Oracle if you sell to them, if you sell the stock.
1: And yeah. I, don't, I don't like to sell. It's to funny you mentioned that. Um, the, remember the enormous debt deal they did very early on in the pandemic? 20 it was what, 20 billion? 20 billion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, by the way, I misspoke. They obviously reported after the bell yesterday, the conference call already having taken place, as you've indicated, Jim. but yeah, they got they got out there quick in the capital markets even before the Fed sort of uh, came into the well, to you, the aid look, of, uh, of, most of is brilliant.
0: David Sopper's brilliant. Ellis is brilliant. But, He's up against some really great companies. And remember, they're moving to the cloud, but a lot of companies move to the cloud with them. But the shot that they take it in Neil Bushry and Workday, I have uh, asked for Neil to respond just because it basically says that they lost this huge deal with Goldman because it didn't work. And so Oracle got the deal. I think that has to be investigated a little because you just got to be sure that the claims are for real.
1: All right. I look forward to hearing from Anil through yep. you at least. You. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a quick break, Jim. Uh, we're going to have a lot of time on the other side, of course, as we head to an opening bell. As you can see, we are expecting a higher open for all the broader averages. We have a developing story out of Washington this morning. The Justice Department set to put forward a plan as soon as today to roll back uh, legal protections that online platforms have enjoyed for more than two decades. Of course, the likes of Facebook Uh, and others, Twitter. The proposals are designed to make technology companies be a bit more aggressive in policing harmful conduct and to at least what they say is be fairer, that is the DOJ, more consistent in how and what they take down or what they deem to be objectionable content. Now, of course, this follows President Trump's executive order that sought to weaken broad immunity for Facebook, Twitter, and the other platforms. But these, these proposals are just that, Jim. And What we're really waiting for here is legislative action, because that's actually what they need as well. They would have to be adopted by Congress to actually have force. Uh, And so it remains somewhat unclear exactly what the point of it all is. It really is a question
0: of how many friends does Mark Zuckerberg has in Congress? How many small businesses have they helped? Are they an ambassador for these small to medium-sized enterprises? Because that's what they need to do. Is Facebook shopped? going to win over so many congresspeople that they'll look the other way on free speech, or they're going to punish him. Uh, Now, you could argue everyone should be regulated for free speech, but uh, Facebook was at one point not viewed as being the place where we all got our information. Uh, But I've got to tell you, David, uh, there's a lot on the line here in terms of expense, but more important, there's a lot on the line here in terms of the soul of the country. Uh, can you just uh, put whatever you want in Facebook, reach a lot of people? Right. Uh, because you sure couldn't do it in The New York Times. So I think it's a really no. interesting moment for the soul
1: of Facebook. Yeah, I, I mean, it gets back to this idea, right? What is objectionable to one person may not be to another. Are you, in fact, infringing on free speech? But at the same time, Jim, something we've discussed, what about those who openly put up things that are completely and totally untrue? Uh, Is there a responsibility on the part of the platform to police those people or are those who are who are spreading those lies going to say, hey, that's my free my free speech rights, my First Amendment rights? I talked to Mark and I said, look, why don't you just put caveat emptor? You are just
0: on your own for these things because caveat emptor is what you got. Now, I didn't really get the it's not really clear where he stands on this issue other than basically, look, we don't want to censor people. But I think that there should be a caveat emptor. Look, I'm not looking for although maybe we should get a uh, cigarette package warning. But there really should be some people who just say, you know what, this is, you know, you're on your own here. Uh, if you believe this, because I find a lot of people believe anything that's written and, and it's a shame. And if you told them it's caveat emptor, that maybe they would say, oh, OK, I see this could be this could be wrong. And yet it still runs. Now, this is uh, versus uh, Baron Sasha yeah. Cohen, who said that Mark Zuckerberg wouldn't mind taking an ad from Goebbels. Uh, now, you've crossed the line, obviously, when you even mention the Nazis. Uh, but there was a kind of a moment of truth where right. he basically said, well, you know, why not? I mean, why couldn't Goebbels I know, submit but a Jim, piece?
1: Jim, what's, you know, again, to that point, you can litter the world with, with lies or say, Calvin and Emptor, but the point is not necessarily getting people to believe the lies, it's getting them not to believe the truth. And so the truth becomes something that nobody can be clear exactly what it is. Well, I mean, you and I, I think, believe that, there is, that the truth is not an abstraction.
0: Uh, but we may be in a the minority these days.
1: Well, it's one reason why I love reporting on business news and on companies, because you can typically get to the truth of the matter, whether it be earnings and or other performance that is You're right. actually able to be measured. Uh, and measurements. There we go. We'll start yeah, I mean, with measuring how the market's going to do today. We have uh, royalty farm on higher. yesterday, right?
0: You bought it, got on the deal, and you've made a lot of money. That happened. OK, it, it happened. It was tangible and it was terrific. So we have to continue to try to say, look, here's an opportunity. We can't just say, you know what? Royalty pharma phony. We can't do that. And you taught me a long time ago, David, that the real outlets have to apologize when they get it wrong. The bogus outlets don't have to do anything.
1: That is true. Uh, but again, yeah, it is a real benefit, thankfully, to being a business reporter all these years. By the way, let Royalty Pharma, Jim, I mean, the stock was up, what, 60 percent? Oh, it was such a good business. Uh, now, you know, this is, not, this is not a company that just began, as, as you know, that's been around for 20 some odd years and has a a proven track record of success, very strong financials. We talked, of course, to the company's founder and CEO yesterday. uh, But was that a bit much there, or is it going to continue, as it appears to be, at least this morning so far? It's
0: a General Atlantic deal. Uh, General Atlantic, Bill Ford, historically have tried to make everybody win. That's been their philosophy. It's one of the reasons why I tried to talk this up as much as possible, because uh, General Atlantic has a long history of saying, "Okay, uh, investors win. uh, Principals win. GA wins. uh, And this this particular company, I mean, for instance, they have Biohaven. And you may not have heard of Biohaven, but Biohaven has, as as, uh, the CEO mentioned, a, a pill. It's actually it dissolves in your mouth, actually tastes pretty good, frankly. Uh, I'm the spokesperson for the American Migraine Foundation. I can tell you this is a, a miracle drug. And there, the, I think Biohaven is probably going to be sold for four times the, the price of the stockers. I mean, the thing is such a miracle. It's incredible. And who, do, who has stock in it? Who has a stake in it? They do. I mean, I looked at other than, than one of their Pfizer drugs, which, by the way, we never mentioned the Lilly drug yesterday. that sent Lilly up 20 points. Lilly has a drug that helps for metastatic uh, breast cancer. Uh, Pfizer's didn't Didn't work. And they had a stake. This royalty had a stake in Pfizer. Uh, They actually, of course, are very transparent about everything they have, but they just invested in winners and they're letting you participate. And they needed it. They just needed something. They needed a liquidity event. Uh, And it was not going to be one that Bill Ford was going to let make it so that you lost money on. That's not his style. Right.
1: Right, Bill Ford, of course, from General Atlantic, as you say, uh, and uh, listen. He also did say that as Pablo, the, that they are potentially now going to be in a position to use their currency for consolidation right. uh, and the like. Jim, let's come back to IPOs for a second sure. because a couple of months ago, it seemed it seemed unlikely that we would see these kinds of reactions in the marketplace, let alone even get initial public offerings. Warner Music a couple of weeks ago, this one. Uh, obviously, you have the special purpose acquisition corporations we've discussed time and again, Nicola. led by Nicola, Nicola and how Nicola yep. and how, Nicola and how that has uh, performed. Um, I mean, we may be setting up for seeing some big names in the fall. I know the likes of Palantir could come. Airbnb's business is under too much pressure, yeah. most likely for it to consider that. But yeah, uh, it's a different world right now for IPOs. But they get you way at the beginning.
0: Yeah. They get you into the um, they get you into the casino, so to speak. I, I use that word because it so angers the older people. Of course, I'm one of them. Uh, they get you in. With this is one where you're winning. I mean, the, it's almost as if they tell the, the blackjack plays, players, listen, I want you to, keep ta- I want you to hit it. Get a six, you get 16. You get 16. They get whatever they want. And you got to hit. It is amazing how great the deals are at the beginning. And then when we get near the end, David, it's like, oh, my God, here comes Airbnb. Oh. But at the beginning, it's really good because the deals are priced, priced to move and priced to make it so everybody wins. And it makes everybody happy like Royalty Pharma. Look at that deal. Isn't that great?
1: Yeah, that was a great deal. By the way, these are r- r- serious market caps. Warner Music above $16 oh, yeah. billion. Royalty Pharma above that as well. And then there's NKLA, which we've uh, spent some time talking about. I How think about I saw NK, a positive you know, they do, note this morning.
0: Some, uh, kings, by yeah. way. A little selling, little selling, ringing the register.
1: Seems yeah. right to me. Certainly okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not a bad idea to do that. Right, I know. you ring the register. Uh, all right, a let's talk a little. Yeah, um, let's come back to some of the names that we love, uh, or at least love talking about. Amazon this morning, Jim, is up. I don't know if you had a chance to see this Laura Martin piece from Needham. It's a long piece on the company, of course, very positive, talking about what four or five thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, that's uh, a nice stock price. Price card. over time. Uh, what nice caught my card. attention was this five hundred billion dollar. Uh, valuation on the media business yeah wasn't that something I, never Jeez. never seen anything quite like that before well that's
0: just um, literally um, like you go back you you go on and you want to have you know, a, a, a ultraviolet killer of covid uh, and you're looking for one that you want and there's like seven others at the top
1: it's pretty amazing <laughs> it is they're talking about, she's talking about twitch hidden values of, of the likes of twitch of course which is I mean, very well, maybe, particularly given the demographic that watches, likes to watch people playing video games. Yes.
0: Twitch is is NVIDIA. Uh, Look, David, there are also some things that I think were very positive. Uh, PepsiCo, getting rid of uh, Quaker. Aunt Jemima brand to change name, remove uh, image that Quaker says is based on a racial stereotype. David, how'd they figure that out?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I I actually was talking this morning about that. I was like, hmm. It took them so long. Well, Maybe good for them. Years too late. Well, I guess good for them. I um, yeah. Yeah. But I suppose. Based on a racial but wait, if I get back to Amazon for a second, yeah, Jim, I just I just want to get your thoughts on this, because, I mean, again, Needham saying prime subs revenue at 20.8 billion. And then they're putting nine times revenue multiple on it, even though it doesn't actually make money getting saying it's worth one hundred and eighty seven billion. You got Twitch. You got music. Obviously, don't forget ad revenues, which are and have become incredibly important at Amazon are right. so high margin. Um, well, the pandemic you have any David, thoughts on the pandemic?: yeah.
0: It's like the Netflix piece uh, that we saw. The pandemic changed again, we have these behaviors that change, and Amazon's an incredibly right. safe place to shop. Uh, and as the pandemic runs away, it finally ends someday, right? Maybe we get a vaccine. The 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 resid- residue the is that people say, you know what? I, I, how do I do without this Amazon? This thing is such a bargain, and it's just kind of an it just keeps winning. And I know it's very upsetting to people that Amazon just keeps winning, but it's the same people who then shop Amazon. Uh, and I mean, I shopped, right. I mean, I bought I don't know another. Uh, 200 gloves yesterday, and I bought them, I don't know, Friday, and they arrived yesterday. They're at my doorstep. I leave them out for a day, and then I've got my 200 gloves. I don't even know where else I would get 200 gloves. Where else would you get them? But, you know, you look up up glove, there's the glove, and you buy it. Look up KN95, there's KN95, and you buy it. Where else do you get it? What, are you going to go to
1: Woolworths? Well, where else can you get it? You can, I don't know, know. Try Target. Try Walmart. Try eBay. You know, you can try any number of other things because Amazon is not necessarily the price is, leader. Isn't That's eBay the used KN ninety
0: five? No, no. Most
1: of the stuff they sell on so I'm eBay to is be new. A by funny. the way, that stock is also that stock, that stock is, has been a rocket this year. No, and I know you
0: can go to Home do you, But yeah. you know what, David? I don't want to go to that st- those stores. Why? Because there'll be people without mass. I'll go to Costco. You don't want to walk. I don't want to. Right. I don't want to be next to a person who has no mask. I don't. I don't why? Why should I? Why I should don't. I have to risk my life to go get a KN95? Because the reason I'm trying to get one is because I don't want to risk my life. I Understood. mean, my life. I mean, it's like Understood. you know, you read that 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 really good uh, form of steroid, and what does it do? Does it get you out? No, it saves a certain percentage of people.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was yesterday's news. Uh, and you have to have been you have to be very sick, but it is a positive development. And listen, we we discussed this. The rate of infection is is staying fairly high. However, thankfully the rate of death is declining. It would appear at least, in part because of different therapies that are being used, different approaches, as we've learned a lot right. more, doctors have learned a lot more about how to treat the virus. And you, regenerate. You, you is mentioned though no, you're on you? un- I like regenerative. Right. I think you, they're ahead. You mentioned your unwillingness, Jim, to go into a, to a store or potentially into a restaurant. You know, Tillman um, Fertitta is a frequent guest on, um, on, on CNBC uh, and uh, on the exchange in particular. I always like listening to him because he, he discussed something you and I and you as a restaurant owner know as well, which is the challenges right now in some of his businesses, but also the challenges in dealing with landlords. And I wanted you to take a listen and just react.
3: If these landlords don't get some religion and realize where they're going because they want to play hardball today, you're going to lose in the next 12 months, they're going to lose 20 to 30% of their tenants. A third of the people are being reasonable out there. And a lot of them are your small business owners who have tenants another third or even bigger companies, but the worst are the public REITs. And the public REITs need to pull their heads out of the toilet and decide we're going to work with you and let's sit down and work together. If not, we all need to keep battling. He is, so
0: huh? yeah. he is so good. He is so good. I know he comes on, he tells, everyone else just comes on and says, hey, don't worry about it's going to be fine. Uh, I went over the numbers for Bar San Miguel yesterday. Uh, I had PPP money. Uh, I'm going to lose money every single week. Uh, There's no hope whatsoever. Uh, We do sell some stuff that you can take out. We are losing a lot of money. Uh, I don't care. I want to keep the people employed. Now, you can say, oh, Kramer's some fat cat. I'm just giving you the numbers. I did the budget. When, we, when the mayor finally says or the governor finally says, I don't know who runs this city, that we can have people come in, well, that's still not going to help. We do have a back. We do have a backyard. But I think the vast majority of people who have Bar San Miguel will close it, and that would cause, you know, you'd lose six people. Uh, but there's no way. I can't make money. I, what am I going to do? I have to pull out 60 percent of the seats. I have to put dividers at the bar. I lose probably half the bar. Uh, I'm I just going to lose money. And then I, you know, normally I would close, but I, I'm committed to our, to our workers. Why? Because I'm like the greatest guy in the world? No, because I'm like a decent guy, and I don't want to close. But, yeah, I mean, you can't make money. It's a, yeah. it's a license to lose. You didn't even, I am keeping you it open because we're going to get restaurant. a vaccine. We are going to get a vaccine, and when it does, I will be the only guy open on my block. Because I've got staying power. But it is incredible how much money go. I'm going to have to lose in the interim.
1: There are going to be lines around the block. We can only hope it's as soon as possible, Jim. Uh, Finally, you know, you and I, you've talked about us taking a cruise together on Norwegian. Apparently, we're going to have to wait a little bit longer. The Alaska um, one's still game on. extended the suspension on, but of most voyages I know. through the end of September.
0: I wonder whether, uh, was Portnoy, was he playing the cruises yesterday? Was, or was he not playing the cruises? Where was he on the cruises yesterday?
1: I don't know. He's... He's your guy, not my guy. I don't know. You, you tell me.
0: I don't. I, I, don't don't follow know. I didn't him look. Closely. I didn't know whether he was playing red or black today, or was playing double
1: zero. Right. How well, about the She was, he he was you know. long the cruise lines. He's having a, a tough morning. Although that could change very quickly, as we right. know. As we see, we're sort of flatlining right now in the broader markets, at least on the S and P. Yeah. Well, look. I think that
0: there's a lot of. I mean, other than specific situations like price target increases, like beyond me. We have a lot of company, but I love mentioned that because there's a really nice price target increase. we have a lot of a lot of companies that are like what we heard from McDonald's, which is well, it's better than we expected. Uh, but what does that get us? What does it get us? I don't know, David. I don't know what it gets us.
1: Well, apparently it still gets us an SP that's only down a little more than three percent so far. Well, NVIDIA recovered this year. NVIDIA recovered from that nasty
0: gratuitous downgrade.
1: video always seems to recover, Jim. Well, All right, you know what? I want, I want to get to Bob Bassani so we can get a little bit more on this broader market as well this morning. Bob.
2: Yeah, uh, kind of a flattish open, and for very good reason. We're at the stage of this whole thing where we're evaluating what the reopening is look like, and there's a lot of differences of opinion. Defensive today, that's the way I would call it. Just take a look at the markets. Uh, banks have had a really good week. We were up about 5%, not really doing anything today. Energy, you know, oil's topping out, $38, 39 Been there for a while, so uh, that's not going into it. Semi's still strong. Great day yesterday. Healthcare, uh, all right. Uh, and uh, defensive consumer staples, okay. Mega cap stocks you got a historic high in Apple. Everybody always loves that. And as Jim says, Amazon just keeps on chugging away there. So uh, Apple and Amazon uh, all at new highs. Again, Apple, new historic high there. Uh, Amazon, not a new high, but chugging along. Microsoft, Alphabet also on the upside. Uh, David mentioned the, the cruise lines uh, all down. Uh, Norwegian extending their suspension, uh, their voyages through the end of September there. Southwest now leaving those middle seats unsold through September. So that group is a little bit weak. Uh, if you look at the S&P, though, the broader markets, we're in a mini V right now. I mean, a V on the upside here. We have four up days after a couple of notable down days. Uh, last week, there's our little V that I'm talking about on the right side here. So I guess the question is, where are we? And remember, we're betting on the pace of the recovery. It's the single most important thing that moves the markets. And remember what happened. February and March, we were in the shutdown fear stage. April, we were in the reopening, April and May, in the reopening hope stage. And now we're in the reopening evaluation. Where is it? How confident are companies in a sustained recovery? Uh, When are we going to see hiring? You heard heard Jim talking about that very eloquently. Uh, What I'm concerned about is we're not getting an earnings expansion. We're getting a multiple expansion. We're we're not seeing earnings uh, expand. And the earnings cuts need to stop. Look at this. Almost down 45% for the second quarter. That's been dropping now for a while. We need to stop that. We need to Less bad is what we need. Uh, and we need to see the earnings estimates start moving up. You can see the market is expecting a V recovery in earnings. Look at these numbers here for the first quarter of 2021 and 20, uh, uh, second quarter of 2021 because you have easy comps. So this is sort of a V expectation in earnings. But these numbers are still coming down. They have to stop that we need some companies coming forth in the next month or so saying, guys, we have better visibility and maybe that'll happen. I don't know. We're not seeing it right now. Elsewhere, just want to let you know, the NYSE is continuing that partial reopening here. Some of the designated market makers are coming back this week. They're not going to require people to avoid public transportation. Of course, they're still requiring that indemnification agreement to be signed. That's a little bit controversial. They're still doing temperature checks at the door. We'll chat uh, with the head there of the NYSC, Stacey Cunningham, a little after 11 o'clock, get an update from her. Finally, just want to note, Jay Clayton's coming on. We'll be talking with him at 10:30 Eastern time. We'll be talking about the SEC's role in bridging the economic inequality gap. What role does the SEC have in helping on that front? And also that frenzy of retail trading we've seen recently. What does Jay Clayton think about that? And what, if anything, is the SEC doing to help protect those kinds? of investors. Jay Clayton, head of the SEC at 1030 Eastern time with us. David, back to you.
1: I look forward to that, Bob. Thank you. Uh, Bob is signing. Let's check in now
5: with Rick Santelli as well. Uh, Good morning, Rick. Good morning, David. You know, last Thursday wasn't a terrific day. The equities were blown out. Uh, Many investors got nervous all over again. Let's start a 10-year chart on Thursday. and You can see we went from the mid-60s to the mid-70s. So yields are up, stocks are up, What happened? Well, the Fed said and clarified about the corporate buying they're going to be doing. And indeed, that sparked a nice rally. Look at the next chart. Here's the S&P and the 10-year for one week. Look at how they both increased. As a matter of fact, today, perfect example. We have 10 investment grade and about a dozen high-yield deals coming today. Just to name a few, we have Upjohn, GM Financial, Schlumberger, New York Life, just to name a few. And the market's somewhat excited about it. And if you look at the general activity in Treasuries, look for potentially more selling as hedges are established, indeed, to get involved in some of these deals. And finally, let's look at the Barclays High Yield Index. You can clearly see the way it dipped and then came back up and came back down. What does that mean in English? When it moves up, the spreads widen. That's not a good thing. And when they go back down, pretty much to the lows that you see on that chart, that is a good thing. Because when they narrow, of course, that represents better demand, uh, much more competitive rates alongside treasuries. And when they become more competitive but higher than treasuries, many times treasuries become the sell aspect of that hedge relationship. Jim and David, back to you.
1: Okay. Thank you, Rick. Yeah, we'll keep an eye closely on that spread, of course. And as Rick pointed out, the issuance just keeps coming, certain to be a record for investment grade this year. As you take a look at the uh, markets, we are off what was almost the flat line a moment ago or so with the S&P up a little less than 0.3%. We got a lot more squawk on the street for you straight ahead. Welcome back. A lot of CEOs these days, a lot of corporations, of course, focused on the themes of diversity and inclusion, given the current environment. Jim, last night you had an opportunity to discuss those with McDonald's CEO. Let's take a listen to, to his thoughts.
2: Seventy percent of the crew in our restaurant are uh, diverse uh, from, from a race standpoint. Uh, we've been on this uh, for 50 years to try to make sure that we have uh, the right di- diversity and inclusion programs. I'm proud uh, to say we've probably at McDonald's created more millionaires within the black community than probably any other corporation on the planet, but there's still work to do.
1: More millionaires than almost any other, or probably any other corporation on the planet. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, I listened to that and I said to myself, hey, come on, other companies, it doesn't have to be just McDonald's. Sure, they have a franchise model, so you can say, all right, well, only franchises can do it. I think that's wrong. I think that it's a culture. It's a culture that wants everybody to win, uh, including uh, people who, of, of, uh, who do not necessarily look like the CEO. Uh, I I was just in awe of that number. I didn't know it. I know that uh, Popeye's has a number that is similar when it comes to immigrants. And I know that Domino's has a number when it comes to delivery people. They own most of the the Domino's. But let's just clone what McDonald's is doing. I, I mean, I just think that I know, like I listen to Reed Hastings giving a lot of money to the to the black universities. People are doing things. People are doing things. But the heat has to stay on. The heat from the media has to stay on. That's our job. Yep.
1: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. To see if, in fact, this does end up being a, a different time than ones in the past where we've seen a lot of announcements, some money, and then seemingly not uh, really the follow through, Jim. Uh, let's take a quick break, of course, uh, and then uh, get right back to covering these markets on Squawk in the Street. Not a lot of outsized gainers this morning as you take a look, though, led by lows up a little more than three percent. We're back. Reference. Jim, I just mentioned Lowe's. of course, is the top gainer on the S&P. It is a, what you're going to focus on for a stop trading. Why is it up? A terrific piece by Steeple talking about spending continuing to be strong, raising
0: price target. Why, David? Home improvement. And they've got uh, supply checks from Masco, Scott's Miracle-Gro, Stanley Black & Decker. It's all good. People are taking some of that money they got from the government, and they're making their house look better. This is something that is a, one of the great spending trends. I'm going to have to focus on it tonight. Does that extend to Home Depot as well? Absolutely. People love Home Depot and Costco, but people love Home Depot. And uh, I wish Home Depot would have a mass. I'm not sure their mass policy, but, you, you know, uh, Home Depot is packed. My, my Home yeah, Depot is so, cr- very, so crowded, nobody goes there.
1: That was the old Yogi Berra line, I believe. Uh, What do you got coming up on Mad Money tonight? One of my
0: absolute favorite companies, David, (laughs) Union Pacific. I mean, if you can't tell what's going on, Lance Fritz is fantastic. I know you've always liked precision railroading. You were the guy who brought it to us. You did. You brought it to us. I never heard about it. And you did. That board that you were talking about, the trains here. I can't wait to talk to Lance. Lance shoots straight and is such a good operator. I can't wait for tonight i like to do the show now. Yeah, I'd like always... to do another hour with you. I know you should. I do. It's I fun. Well, I love you too It's the well. only time I ever I'd talk to anybody. I, I, I get
1: to see my <laughs> wife this week. That'll be a pleasure. <laughs> You've been listening to the opening hour of CNBC's Squawk on the Street.
4: This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do.